Hi, I'm Jo Rochelle, and this is Girl Wonder, a thoughtful and relaxing podcast that analyzes comics on Webtoon. If you want to dive deep into theories and relive some of the biggest moments in your favorite Webtoons, then you're absolutely in the right place. Sit back, relax, and we'll get started. Today on the podcast, we are talking about episodes 75, 76, and 77 of Midnight Poppyland by the incredible Lily Dusk. I really can't wait to discuss this with you because there is a moment, you know, based on the title of this podcast episode, where Tora thinks he's falling in love with Poppy. Whew, I've been waiting to talk about this. I am so excited. Before we get into it, I want to encourage you to support the creator of this comic, Lily Dusk, by going to patreon.com slash lilydusk, where you will be able to support monthly on Patreon. Become a patron. I promise you, you won't regret it. And I will leave the link to that in the description box of this podcast episode. Also, we're doing something we haven't done in a while. You will hear the voices of my patrons in this podcast episode. Yes, they sent in voice messages, really great ones, all about these episodes of Midnight Poppy Land by Lily Desk. So please don't forget, if you would like to become a patron of my podcast, it's at patreon.com slash girlwonder. We would love to have you. And if you don't want to wait, there are early access episodes of the podcast on there. So we've already gotten through episode 81 of Midnight Poppyland. The analysis is already up. Those podcast episodes are already up. So go ahead and check that out. The link is in the description box. And now our top cities that have listened to this podcast the most in the last seven days are West Jordan, San Antonio, Port St. Lucie, Elko Newmarket, Calgary, and Max Meadows. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I really deeply appreciate you. And without further ado, let's sit back, relax, and talk about Midnight Poppyland. Here's a quick summary of episode 75. Poppy asks Tora to tell her more about himself. Tora talks about his parents, which prompts Poppy to talk about her past and saying, so am I when it comes to being in the mafia. A confrontation with a spider (laughs) sends Tora and Poppy into the water. People in Poppy's town come to check in on them. (laughs) And that is episode 75. I'm still laughing about the spider. This is a really funny and great episode. I mean, more than that, I have to say that this is an epic episode and we are going to talk about it in depth. We are going to deep dive into our theories. And this is the episode where Taurus says it's almost midnight, Poppy Land. So you just know it's going to be epic. So Poppy asked Tora to share more about himself and his past, which is great because we as readers are dying to know his past. And she even promises not to judge him. But then she flashes to moments with jewelry that made her insecure, that made her doubt herself. And honestly, those moments shaped Poppy's psychology. She thinks about the time where he says, I can't keep reassuring you on everything I do. It's exhausting, babe. Give me a break. Terrible. But we all know that jewelry is a huge gaslighter. He just will always make it Poppy's fault. And that got to her. So she literally has to remind herself to stay in the present. In her mind, she thinks, no, stay where you are, Pops. Don't withdraw. Because withdrawing is her defense mechanism, right? Withdrawing used to be her strategy 
for how to survive in a relationship with jewelry and maybe to survive with her family to an extent. So now Poppy understands that this is different. Tora is built different. (laughs) She doesn't need that survival mechanism or strategy anymore. Poppy tries to change the subject to let Tora out of it. She says, they can talk about this some other time. But then Tora grabs her wrist, gives her some of his signature cat eyes, (laughs) and shows her that he actually does want to continue the conversation, even if it's difficult for him. I think I posted in my Instagram stories really long ago when this episode first came out um, that Tora in this scene looks so much like Simba and Nala, especially Nala, in the Can You Feel the Love Tonight, where like they're giving each other (laughs) sexy cat eyes. Just look at that scene in Lion King. Go back and watch that movie and tell me if you see Tora's cat eyes. (laughs) It's there. So Tora opens up and says, I'm an orphan. It turns out his father died when he was four or five. Then they sent him to an adoption center because his mother couldn't take care of him. Last he heard, his mother died a few years back. I wonder how Tora felt when his mom died or when he heard the news that his mom died. It doesn't seem like they were ever close, and he might even be generous when he says she couldn't take care of him. That might be the positive way of saying it. She might have been awful. How did you feel learning about Tora's family history? I wasn't terribly surprised to find out that he was an orphan, but it made me really sad to know that that's his backstory. That's how much he knows about his family. And Poppy says, I might as well be an orphan too. You know about my dad. He passed when I was 14 or 15, and my mom left when I was six, and we haven't spoken since. Her mom leaving is such a huge trauma in her life. We will talk about that more. We have to dig deep into that. But when it comes to Poppy's dad, back in episode 30, we find out that Poppy's father died of late-stage cancer, and it happened very quickly. This exchange between Tor and Poppy is just so important. Like... One of the most interesting exchanges of dialogue I think we've ever read in Midnight Poppy Land. I have to read it to you. So Poppy says, so I guess we're not that different after all. And of course, she's talking about being orphans together, (laughs) even though her mom is alive somewhere in the world, but her mom does not want to be in her life. Tora responds by saying, I'm pretty sure that's where our similarities end. Don't get your hopes up. (laughs) Then Poppy says, I'm pretty sure it's not. Try me. She's pretty sure this is not where the similarities end. We don't have to read into that too much, but she does say it. Then Tora says, I'm in the mafia, but you already know that. And then Poppy says, well, dot, 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 so am I. What? (laughs) Like what? I freaked out when I read this. You know me and you know how much I love to read into Poppy's backstory. On this podcast, we were always trying to figure out Does she have any ties to the mafia? Maybe, maybe not. Well, this is leaning more towards maybe. Because when she says, so am I. (laughs) I imagine that's how she says it. (laughs) We see a panel of her sitting on the dock, looking out at the water. We just see her back, not her face. Lily Dusk chose not to show her face. And Tora looks surprised for a half a second. And then he brushes it off and says, real funny. And then the biggest spider any of us has ever seen in our entire lives scuttles onto Tora's leg, crawls all the way up to his thigh. (laughs) 
It just completely ruins the moment. That spider is absolutely frightening. And it has neon colors, like a bright purple body. There's some bright green. There's some yellow. There's some blue. There's some orange legs. I would have freaked out if I was Tora. I do not blame him. And I understand his reaction to scream and to fall over the railing into the water. (laughs) Encore Studios commented and said, he is the delay spider. He delays the plot. That is the spider's function, we must admit. (laughs) But it's good because now we can theorize a lot about Poppy. We need to talk in depth about her saying, so am I, in response to Tora saying he's in the mafia. Is it a confession? What else could it be? Was it a joke like Tora thought when he said real funny? I had to reach out to my patrons for voice messages when it comes to this. I had to know what they were thinking because this is such a huge moment. The first voice you'll hear is Patty, who responded to my question about why would Poppy say, so am I. Here's Patty. Okay, so is Poppy in the mafia? Uh, I'm going to say yes. Um, And it mostly relates to how she's saying this and not what she's saying. Um, If we look in the panel, she's not looking at Tora. Um, I'm getting very solemn vibes from Poppy's posture and the visual silence in that panel. Um, And to me, that's like, that speaks confession to me. Um, And also, let's remember the wonky switch up of names, um, you know, Poppy's grandma holding things back. And then also, we've got um, Poppy's address being switched up. And it made me think of Poppy's dad. Um, We find out a little bit later that he was uh, kind of a tech nerd. And, you know, of course, even mafia need tech guys. I mean, we know somebody in the mob who happens to be quite the nerd and quite techie. So I would not put it past him. So I really, I think it's Poppy's dad. Um, And I think she really is in the mafia. Now, how much she knows, that's hard to say. So I guess we're just going to have to wait and find that out. But I think she knows more than granny thinks she knows. So again, we'll have to see how that plays out. I'm so glad that Patty mentioned the visual silence in that panel. It just really stands out the way it was drawn when Poppy said that explosive line. (laughs) It was just drawn in such a way that we were supposed to pay attention, you know? And I agree, the switch up with Poppy's address, definitely suspicious, could be mafia related as well. And I just think there has to be an explanation for that. I'm also suspicious of Poppy's dad. We will talk about that in more depth. We will talk about his job in more depth. Here is a response from Claire, who sent in a voice message in the UK. I'm in like two minds. I have two different theories, and I'm not quite sure which one of them I lean towards. So I'm going to tell you both. Um, So one of my theories is that even though she's like the conversation has gone in that direction she's not really ready to hear him confirm the answer and so she's kind of um deflecting his answer by saying so am i it's kind of like i don't know brushing it off a bit um so that's one of my thoughts um and then my other one was that maybe she's testing the waters so um, you know, like when you uh, when you kind of fancy someone and you sort of say you say that out loud, um, but you say it in a way that um, kind of protects you. Um, so if that person 
responds negatively to your comment, you can kind of um, go, oh, um, not really. I was just joking or I don't know. <laughs> I love both theories that Claire brought up. Is Poppy brushing it off or is Poppy testing the waters? I lean towards Poppy testing the waters, saying something very vulnerable and very true and seeing if Tora knows more than she thinks. I don't know. I can't tell. <laughs> That's the thing. It's so well written that you just cannot tell yet. You just know it's foreshadowing something, but we don't know what it's foreshadowing yet. Here is Beth's response. So when Poppy said, so am I, as being in the mafia, I still think, I know we've talked about it before on the podcast, that like, I don't know, I think she has some sort of relation to it, like maybe her mom or her dad, because her grandma is is pretty sus at certain points. So like, I don't know. I mean, even that, like, I don't know, either she knows it and she's not telling him or she's saying so am I because they're basically dating and he's in the mafia. So she's like, oh, I'm also basically in the mafia. It's it's kind of hard to tell, but it could really go either way. I like how Beth brought up the fact that Poppy's grandma is sus. We have to talk about it. So back in episode 69, after Poppy left the hospital, grandma sat there alone with no one around but us, the audience, and said, is it time to let her know? That question has just sent me reeling. I'm just, I put on my tinfoil hat and I'm coming up with theories. (laughs) Is it time to let Poppy know what, grandma? Finish your thought, please. I want to know. So we just have to mark that as something suspicious that will definitely be answered later in the story. Here is Christine's reaction. I was shocked. I was like, okay, we're going to get some, you know, we're going to finally get some like background maybe about like her parents and why they're possibly involved with the mafia. I'm leaning towards that it's the dad because the dad, the dad being like, suspicious when he said oh you see that van maybe you should like get down from the tree in that one episode i don't remember which one so that was kind of like suspect and that's always you know stuck out in my mind and we don't have too much information about her mom to really know if she's part of the mafia or not but i'm leaning towards that she's not because the fact that like she left i feel like because she knew that her husband poppy's dad was part of the mafia she was like nope I'm not doing this I'm not going to be part of this but then that also makes me think why would she leave without Poppy so I don't know we'll find out but like I was hoping that we would get some information but you know we got distracted by that dang spider on Tora's leg which I mean I'm terrified of spiders too so I would probably forget about the whole conversation the delay spider definitely did its job. That spider had one job to do, which was to delay this conversation (laughs) between Poppy and Tora. And that spider did it. It did that. It did its job. I agree with Christine that that's an incredibly interesting theory of Poppy's mom knowing that dad was involved with the mafia and leaving. A lot of us are really suspicious about Poppy's dad. And here's why. In episode 30... Poppy remembers the fun times she had with her dad, and we flash back to a much younger Poppy sitting with her father in a tree. And younger Poppy says, hey dad, look, there's a white van driving along the road. And dad's response is, whoa, you're right. Let's get down before they see us up here. 
is that a normal response when you're sitting in a tree, looking out at the world, looking at the road, your daughter points out a white van and you're like, we have to get out of this tree right now. Is that normal? Of course, we recognize this exact white van from the Aries Street Kings picture that has young Torah in it and his little thug friends (laughs) like Goliath. So Poppy asks her father, why can't they see us? She, She thought it was suspicious too. We have to be honest here. And dad says, well, most people don't know their way up the trees like us locals do. And if they try to follow, they might injure themselves and we'll get into trouble. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> does that sound normal to you? It does not. We're, we're definitely, he's lying and he's covering things up and it's like, Poppy's young. She won't catch what I'm saying right now. We just have to get out of this tree because you don't want that white van that is speeding away to see you because they might want to climb up the tree as well. Make it make sense, Poppy's father. Make that make sense to me, please. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. We all agree. It does not make sense. That doesn't confirm he's in the mafia, but it certainly confirms that there's something shady going on here. And we know that there were some mafia kids in this van. So maybe he knew that as well. I don't know. But even Poppy is like, but dad, there's a rope ladder, though. (laughs) And he's like, ah, ha, ha, still. Why are you being suspicious, Poppy's father? You're really getting us here. I love this mystery, though. I could read this all day. I could just theorize all day about this. It's awesome. Here's a reaction from Anna. I think that's pretty sus. But the fact she didn't answer is really sus, but also she didn't have a chance to, I guess, with the whole spider situation. (laughs) But as far as theories go, I think I'm just going to stick with what we what you brought up in the last podcast about Midnight Poppyland, which is like, Maybe it was when she was younger and that's why her grandmother is maybe trying to protect her and was trying to get her to come back home and that whole situation. The strawberry girl theory stays alive. (laughs) But I don't know that I have many thoughts past that because it's like, I feel whenever we are about to get a glimpse, like when she said to him, I like something always happens. And so I think we still have a lot to learn about Poppy's past before like I could think anything further in regards to that. I love how Anna is sticking to all the old theories that are still alive because they're really coming into play now. Hamster Vibes commented on this episode of the webtoon and said, I'm calling it now. Quincy is a child born of two different clan leaders. Known fact. So maybe Tora is in the one on dad's side and Poppy's mom is in on the mom's side, taking all bets now. <laughs> so... This person is basically saying that because Quincy confessed that his parents were a part of two different clans, two different parts of the mafia, his father, Vincent Bultrman, took in Tora like a son, even though that's not his actual dad. But maybe Poppy's mom is related to Quincy's mom in some way. Yeah, I'm in on that theory as well. Gugs1 had a really interesting theory that I want to share with you all. Gugs1 commented on this episode of the webtoon and said, My theory is that her dad told her at some point that her mom left because she was in the mafia, or she found out by herself, or her mom let her know somehow, and she kept it a secret. And her granny knows, but doesn't know that she knows. And maybe Goliath worked for Poppy's mom, and that's why he disappeared near her house. Maybe he was sent by Poppy's mom to deliver the notebook to Poppy? Is it too much? Now you know me, it is never too much. (laughs) Let us enjoy these theories. 
Kasha Ratsova commented and said, bro, she's joking <laughs> to the whole thing of Poppy saying, so am I. We haven't really talked about that possibility, have we? That Poppy could just be joking. She said, so am I. Like, haha, very funny, Poppy. <laughs> it's possible. We have to talk about all the possibilities here. So Tora falls over the railing and into the water. Poppy grabs his wrist in an effort to help him, a noble effort. <laughs> but she ends up falling in the water as well. And when Tora emerges from the water and takes a breath, does that remind you of Little Mermaid? <laughs> I just got Disney movies on my mind, I guess. There's a moment when Ariel is on a rock and the salty sea air is spraying behind her and that's what the scene made me think of. And when Poppy emerges from the water, it's a lot less graceful. And that looked like Nala from Lion King again. <laughs> Lion King is getting a second mention here. <laughs> when Nala gets pushed into the water and comes up and she's like sopping wet, that is exactly what Poppy looks like. I will have to post pictures. That is it. They look like the Lion King in this episode. So Poppy and Tora are in the water together in the lake. And they're interrupted by Ned and June, who are neighbors in this small town. Ned and June are certain that Poppy can't be home in this house. They're like, Poppy doesn't live here anymore. And what is going on? Maybe we should call her. Oh, she's not picking up. They're super suspicious. And then Tora, he's like freaking out. <laughs> Tora wants a shirt to cover his tattoos. He's super freaking out. What should I do? What should I do? I was like, Tora, chill. Like, you don't have to talk to them. It's okay. <laughs> Poppy swims over to Ned and June by herself. And June is the one to pick up on Poppy having a visitor tonight. She looks off towards the dock and she sees a tall, dark, and handsome shadow in the distance and puts it all together. Even Tora's shadow is tall, dark, and handsome. <laughs> that got a laugh out of me. And June decides to help Poppy out by distracting her husband, Ned. And she says, I'd invite you to hop into the lake if we were 20 years younger. <laughs> He's like, well, we can do it right now. So her plan definitely works. I can tell you one thing. Just based on their banter, June and Ned are in love. They're in love, love. You guys, you cannot break their bond. <laughs> it is special. I hope that Poppy and Tora get to have that kind of bond one day. So Crowley4113 commented and said, on behalf of the fandom, I nominate Neighbor Lady June, wingman of the year. <laughs> but also, June is the real MVP of this episode. Thank you, June, for saving Poppy in this moment. When Poppy gets back to Tora, they talk about how anxious this made him, because that was quite the surprise. And the episode ends with them kissing again. We are blessed, my fellow Midnight Poppy Land fans. We are so blessed, and we are going to receive more blessings, more kisses, more intimacy, between Poppy and Tora. My takeaway this episode is that, you know, this opens up the possibility for Poppy to be in the mafia. That is my biggest takeaway. When we come back, we are talking about what happens when Poppy and Tora head inside the house. We'll be right back. Here is a summary of episode 76. Poppy and Tora head inside the house. Tora debates whether he should tell Poppy everything. 
Poppy wears his iconic dinosaur sweater to bed, and Tora receives an alert about suspicious activity at Poppy's apartment back in the city. And that's episode 76. So Poppy tells Tora that Ned and June were her dad's co-workers from a local computer engineering company. So you remember in Patty's voice message, she said that, you know, Poppy's dad is a tech guy. Yes, Poppy confirms it here by saying he was a bit of a loner, didn't have many friends except Ned and June at this local computer engineering company. Was I the only one who's like, Ned and June, come back here. I need to talk to you about Poppy's dad. Come back here. Work your way back over here to the lake. I need to talk to you now. (laughs) That's how I felt. So in this episode, as Tora and Poppy are talking They're sharing a lot of exposition about themselves, right? Things that we need to know as an audience. But they're also low-key making out in the lake. (laughs) We're getting all kinds of exposition, or should I say sex position, from Poppy. Like, the fact that her cousin friends, you know, her little friends who are also her little cousins who also are her aunts. (laughs) Danny and Belle are actually her aunts. And she's talking about her grandma. And while she's talking about her grandma, Tora is licking her neck. (laughs) LOL. I love it. (laughs) This is great. Things are getting heated. They're kind of getting out of breath. And Tora asks, go inside. And Poppy says, if that's not your eight-fingered hand creeping up my ankle, then we should definitely go. (laughs) And Tora yeets Poppy out of the water, just throws her up there. (laughs) Do not joke about spiders with Tora. He will take it very seriously. I love how Lily put wet t-shirt disaster averted. As the creator and drawer of this comic, I feel like she was like, how do I get Poppy out of this water in her white tank top without it showing too much? Okay, she figured it out. Tora just going to yeet her body up onto the dock and then problem solved. Tora waits inside and remembers a conversation that he had really recently on the phone with Quincy, where he decides that he wants to tell Poppy everything. He wants Poppy to be able to make an informed decision. We also learn that Pinky, aka Damien, one of Tora's bros, is on his way, which is awesome because I love Pinky slash Damien. I think that character is awesome. I want to see more scenes with him and Erdine as soon as possible. So Tora has some dialogue with the nightlight bunny in her room, (laughs) the bunny that glows in the dark. And while he's saying all of his thoughts out loud, he calls Poppy the cutest chick he's ever met. I don't know why, but that made my heart sore. I really love that. The cutest chick he's ever met. And while he's saying that out loud, he cuts himself off right before saying falling in love. Like, he's like the cutest chick I ever met and falling in the... And he stops. Oh, Tora, she's got you now, man. (laughs) Poppy has got him wrapped around her finger. And so Poppy arrives in Tora's Let's Work sweater with the dinosaur on it, jamming out on a guitar. (laughs) I love that sweater. If Lily wants to design some clothes, we would all be here. We would all buy it. And so she's wearing his sweater as pajamas and the sight of her makes Tora's voice just go hoarse, (laughs) which I love. Taterbug90 commented and said, I wonder how Pinky will react to Poppy when he shows up and and she's in Tora's shirt. I also wonder if Pinky is strictly a city boy like Tora or if he is cool with bugs, lol. (laughs) 
Oh, we will find out. So Poppy brushes Tora's eyelashes with her fingers because that's something she's been fantasizing about for a long time now. It is clear she's wanted to do this for forever. This is her weakness, Tora's eyelashes. Poppy calls him a cutie pie in this episode. Note that they both think the other is extremely cute. They both call the other cute, which I love. And the episode ends with Tora pulling her onto the bed, making a joke, and while his phone is ringing behind him with a warning alert, which says, warning, highly unusual movement detected at balcony area, which we can only assume is Poppy's balcony back in the city. This is Poppy's apartment. So that was an ominous end (laughs) to an episode. Emergency commented and said, Honestly, Poppy is a stronger person than me because if Tora flipped me onto the bed like that, I would simply pass away. (laughs) My takeaway from this episode is Tora is at least subconsciously feeling like he is falling in love with Poppy. Enough for him to almost say it out loud to that bunny and enough for him to talk to Quincy about coming clean with everything. That's really important. So right after this short musical interlude, we are talking all about what Tora should do now that he knows something suspicious is happening at Poppy's apartment. And we finally find out the truth about what happened the day Poppy's mom left. We'll be right back. Here is a summary of episode 77. Upon receiving the alert at Poppy's apartment, Tora decides to take her back to Naren City tonight. When talking about trust, Poppy remembers the day her mother left. And that's episode 77. This is a spicy little episode, (laughs) y'all. So there's a lot of like canoodling in this bed that was very fun for Poppy and Tora. And he brings up the fact that Poppy called him her uncle in front of jewelry. (laughs) He says he's not petty about it, but he's also bringing it up hours later. So you be the judge. (laughs) He's joking, though. And they kiss some more. And his hand, like, slides up her sweater a little bit. And Poppy then hears the alert on his phone. Because they're always interrupted by something. So Tora sees the alert, wonders if it's a burglar. And he gets another response from Pinky slash Damien, who's in his phone as effing Pinky, who says, got lost in a forest. He got lost in a forest on his way here. Why does that crack me up? Poor Pinky. That sweet little lost boy. He just can't find his way to this house at all. And so Tora calls Giyu because, you know, Giyu is supposed to be working security at Poppy's apartment and he is not picking up, which makes all of us extremely nervous. When I first read this, I was so terrified for Giyu. And now Tora's wondering what he should do. Should he stay or should he go? And he thinks, I want to stay by her side a little longer tonight. He tells Poppy that he needs to take her back to Naren City. But it's good that he thought to himself, but I want to be by her side. It's like they're in this magical bubble in the rural countryside. This magical bubble where anything is possible and they can relate to each other and not argue and just enjoy each other's company, time, 
bodies, all of that stuff, right? Torah asks Poppy a very serious question. Do you trust me? And when he's asking in this scene, the bunny is really highlighted here. We're supposed to be paying attention to this bunny in the wide angle panel. I mean, my conspiracy theory mind was like, is this a listening device? Why are we seeing this glow-in-the-dark bunny so much? Or is it symbolic? When I googled bunnies, I actually googled rabbits, and they symbolize rebirth. So is something being reborn here? Are both Torah and Poppy being reborn here? Or is the bunny a listening device? (laughs) You tell me, because I sure don't know. But that question really spurs something in Poppy. She agrees to go with him back to the city, but she has to admit that trusting people, that's not really her forte. And we flash back to Poppy's mom leaving, standing there with a big red purse, three suitcases, and a newspaper. And Poppy is just kind of melting down as a six-year-old. And she's asking, are you leaving because I didn't want to wear my helmet today? Poor six-year-old Poppy. She just didn't understand what was going on. But wow, her mom didn't like sneak away in the middle of the night unknown. And then she woke up and was like, where's my mom? And never saw her again. It's like her mom straight up took the time to pack her suitcases and just peaced out, you know, just left in front of her daughter, looked away when she asked that question. The flashback continues and... Little Poppy cries and promises to wear her helmet every day from now on. If only her mother would stay. But she doesn't. I wonder if we'll see this from a different point of view at some point in the comic. Because right now, I'm totally inclined to be like, her mother's awful. And she shouldn't treat Poppy this way. And she's selfish. And she's just leaving with her suitcases and her designer red purse. And going off on her own journey without caring about her family that she started, right? But I'm also curious, what was this like from her mom's perspective? Was there, what was her reason? Even though like it's hard to leave your kid behind, there's rarely a comic or a show or a movie that justifies that decision. The only thing I can think of is Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, which is one of my favorite animes ever. They have a parent leave and it's like, oh, but his reason though, he kind of had to leave though, you know? And this is a comic. Anything could happen. So maybe we need to see Poppy's mom's point of view. (laughs) Watch us see it. And it's like, nope, she's terrible. What an awful parent. (laughs) That's always a possibility. So when Poppy's screaming and crying for her mom, promising to wear her helmet every day, we see an arm around her waist, pulling her in the opposite direction, I presume. That's her dad, right? What else do we see? Two Band-Aids on Poppy's forehead I guess that's from having an accident on her bicycle or whatever it is. Poppy's a little bit accident prone. She gets hurt from time to time in this comic. And then the outfit that Poppy's wearing, six-year-old Poppy, it's an animal print on her sweater. And what animal is that? Rabbit. Interesting. Rabbits are becoming a thing. (laughs) Strawberries were a thing. Now rabbits are definitely a thing. Poppy is basically saying that in spite of her past, she's learning how to trust Torah, and she asks him not to take her for granted, which I think freaks him out a little bit because he's like, oh, oh, what what does she mean? But also Poppy gets flustered, and they have a cute and dare I say iconic 
cheek squishing moment where Taurus squeezes her cheeks and I love it. Rodador commented and said, it's the mutual face squishing for me. <laughs> In this spicy little comic, we're like, I love when he squishes her face. <laughs> so sweet. <laughs> Flashback to ominous words from Quincy when he was talking to Tora earlier and Tora was asking, should I tell her everything? Well, Quincy said, even if she doesn't decide to cut ties with you, well, we've seen what happens. She'll be a walking target for all of your enemies. And that's just within our clan. Whoo! That is dangerous. That's just in the Bulchaman clan. There are other clans. The White Spikes, the Nine Daggers, La Rosa, so many clans. I'm nervous for Poppy because he is falling for her and he's not going to leave her alone anytime soon. So that means she's in danger. At the end of this episode, Tora thinks to himself, basically like, well, <laughs> I think I'm falling in love with you. And that's in his mind. But you know what? That's a huge freaking deal to admit that in his mind. Serial Overlord commented about this moment and said, I'm making a noise only dogs can hear. <laughs> yes, scream worthy. I had to ask my patrons about their reaction to this moment. Here is Anna. Is Tora falling for her? Definitely. 100%. As far as, is he in love with her? Yes, but also I think it's he's still falling. That said, as someone in a long-term relationship myself, it's like, do we ever stop falling for that person? I feel like the more you get to know someone, you just keep falling for them, you know? So I think that's where he's at. I think he has feelings for her. And even besides the physical, like obviously they were making out in the lake. But besides that, it's just the fact that she... As far as we know, because I think we also have a lot to learn about Tora's backstory and lore still. But she seems to be like the first girl that he's ever really been intimate with in an emotional sense. As far as like the conversations they have. And even when she pops, when he pops the question of, do you trust me? And he was like, oh, that's such a loaded question. And then Poppy's answer being like, you know, it's hard for me to do, but you make it easy and natural. Like... How can he not fall for her when that's the answer she gives? And the fact that, you know, he's having this conversation with the bunny rabbit lamp when she's outside of the room. The fact that he's thinking about it even when she's not around. Clear. It, it's like when you have like a high school crush and you can't stop thinking about that person. Like, even if it's outside of school. Definitely, he's in love with her. Um, that said, in regards to that, those three episodes, I just wanted to give a shout out to Lily Dusk's Patreon. And anyone listening should definitely support her on there. You'll definitely find some extra little scenes on that Patreon. I don't want to spoil anything, but you should definitely support her and find out. <laughs> it makes all the emotions even more exploding everywhere. <laughs> definitely support Lily Dusk on Patreon. And I love how Anna said or asked the question, do we ever stop falling? <laughs> what a romantic notion. I love it. I don't think we do. I think we fall deeper and deeper and deeper in love if the relationship is good. You know, so here is Christine. When Tora admitted to himself that he's falling in love with Poppy, I squealed so hard. Oh, oh my God. I was like, yes, he's finally admitting it to himself that he's starting to fall in love. And I mean, yeah, it's only been like a couple weeks. Like they haven't known each other for that long, but the chemistry between them is so strong. And just the fact that he 
admitted that he's falling off. I'm just, uh, I'm so glad that he like is so like in touch with his feelings, but you know they still have a lot of things that they need to talk about. Taurus still needs to open up about all his history and Poppy needs to open up some more too because yeah we're going through the story through Poppy's point of view but we really don't know that much about her so I'm hoping that we get to know more about Poppy, Poppy's past, how she's involved with the mafia if she is and yeah hopefully maybe we'll see Tora accidentally slip the L word to her out loud maybe hopefully the way i would squeal if tora slipped the l word to poppy just fall out in my chair fall out of my bed fall out of the universe just be gone you would never see me again (laughs) it would be such a big moment wow i mean we saw if you're keeping up with lower olympus at all hades had a little bit of a slip he called persephone his wife and i flipped out so We can only assume I would also flip out if Tora were to say he loves Poppy out loud in any capacity. I would be gone. I would be in another dimension. Here is Beth's reaction to Tora's internal confession. You know, my reaction immediately was like my heart. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, it's finally happening. But then, you know, considering the reality of the story, I think it's more like he's starting to fall in love. Like he hasn't really had many people in his life or, you know, that we know that he's really truly like loved, like in general. I mean, maybe that cop was like, you know, maybe the first kind of example of love that he had in his life. Um, But even that, you know, like familial love, but even that, like, I'm not really sure how many healthy examples of love he does have. So it'll be really interesting to see how these like beginning stirrings like develop into or, you know, hopefully develop into something else. Um, But yeah, I guess we'll see how it goes. (laughs) What healthy examples of love does Tora have? That's a great question. What movies has he seen? What books? What is he looking to when he thinks of what love, romantic love means? Does Tora read webtoons? (laughs) We know he beta reads Quincy stuff, but is that his only exposure to romantic love? I need to know. But I think Beth brings up a really good point that, you know, Tora probably loved Joe, the cop, who I'm still waiting to find out, like, what happened to him. You know, probably nothing good, but I can't wait for that backstory as well. And it's like, Tora, you poor thing. Do you even know what love is? Patty wonders the same thing in her reaction. Here's Patty. Now, Tora falling in love, that moment, like, I pretty much lost it. Um, There was like this awe moment. I was so excited for him. I'm like, finally, you're finally admitting it to yourself. Quit lying to yourself, Tora. Like, I went into super hyper-therapist mode there, like, talking to him through the screen. Like, dude, just admit it. You love her. But at the same time, like, I immediately suspect that he's going to shrug it off and uh, you know, simply just because he's afraid, you know, this isn't, this isn't uh, old territory for him. He doesn't know what to do in this situation. And he doesn't really know what 
uh, that kind of romantic love feels like. I think he understands platonic love um, because he has that with his buddies, um, with his men. Um, and I, you know, I do think he has some platonic love and some like motherly and fatherly love for Alice and Joe, but he's never done the romantic thing. But also the other reason why I think this is 100% true, even if he goes into denial later on, is that this revelation happens in Poppy's bedroom in front of that little rabbit light, which if we, you know, backtrack a little bit through a previous episode, Poppy had a very uh, kind of life changing revelation in front of that in front of that light as well. And so, you know, I think there's some similarities there and I really feel like this is kind of a crossroads for the both of them um, where Poppy is kind of like shedding the old her and kind of getting into who she is as a woman. You know, it's poetic that it happens at home. And then of course also we have Tora who has this life-changing revelation that he is actually feeling romantic love for the first time. Um, so I'm excited to see where this goes. That rabbit, that highly featured rabbit in that room and the rabbits on Poppy's sweater. Rabbits are important now and rabbits symbolize rebirth. At least that's one of the things it can symbolize. Is that what's happening here? These revelations as Patty's putting them, are they also symbolizing a rebirth for both Poppy and Tora. I'm so curious about this rabbit thing. I want to talk to Lily Desk about it. Rabbits and strawberries. Why did you choose those things? I want to hear it. So my takeaway from episode 77 is that Tora has finally admitted that he's falling in love with Poppy. But we've also been warned and warned again that dangers lie ahead. I mean, that's Midnight Poppy Land for you. Give me the romance, but also with the danger. Give me romance, but also with the mafia. Give me romance, but also with Tora beating people up, right? <laughs> danger does lie ahead, but he is falling in love. So next time when we talk about Midnight Poppy Land, Pinky arrives. And you know I love Damien. He's amazing. Poppy reflects on having a bad feeling when it comes to Gil. So we have to talk about her boss a little bit more and dive into what he's been up to and the theories when it comes to Gil. And Tora and Poppy have a little private time at work. We're talking about all of that the next time we discuss Midnight Poppy Land by Lily Desk. And don't forget, the podcast episode that discusses Midnight Poppy Land 78 through 81 is already out on Patreon at patreon.com slash girlwonder. So if you want early access for just $1 a month, go ahead and check that out. All right, let's wrap this up. Wow, you made it to the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to Girl Wonder. We currently have no sponsors, so here's a shout out to a random listener instead. This week's shout out goes to Lilu underscore Kindergeschichten on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. New episodes are uploaded on Saturdays. I am Joe Rochelle, and we'll talk again next week. Bye.